0: Hello and welcome. Thank you for downloading this week's Sermon and Prayers of Intercession from the English Reformed Church, Amsterdam. We hope you will enjoy what you're about to hear and that you will be blessed. Come, Lord Jesus, bread of life, and feed us on your living word. In your name we pray. Amen. Not for the first time, God has a grievance against the people of Israel. In the tumult of ancient Near Eastern politics that would, within a generation, see Jerusalem overthrown by the empire of Babylon, God outlines his complaint against his people. Basically, it amounts to this. God has chosen and cared for Israel, rescued them and protected them, and they have shown precious little gratitude. In fact, their response to God's grace and goodness is to turn away from him and to follow other gods, many other gods. And having sown the wind, they will soon reap the whirlwind. Has a nation changed its gods even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. In other words, called to serve and worship the one true God, they have been promiscuous in their devotions, multiplying and proliferating the one God into the many. Well, reading this passage, I was reminded of a current argument for atheism that I've heard recently, including from perhaps the best-known atheist of our modern day, Richard Dawkins. The argument that they present is simple. Over the centuries, the human race has worshipped a multitude of gods, Someone has estimated that over 10,000 years, human beings have followed somewhere around 10,000 religions involving about 1,000 gods. But we no longer believe in the vast majority of those gods. We no longer believe in Zeus or Apollo or Baal or Amen ra or Isis or Mithra. We have jettisoned the vast bulk of our deities, acknowledging them as human fabrications. So why not just go the whole hog and get rid of them all? In the case of Christians, do away with the last surviving God the God of the Bible. And here is a kind of a reversal of Jeremiah's complaint, where he accuses Israel of multiplying their gods, proliferating deities. The argument here is the opposite, that we should take the last step, from the many to the one to none at all. Well, that might seem simple enough, but I would suggest that there is a qualitative difference between worshipping one God and worshipping none. And I would want to focus on what continuing to worship one God does to us as human beings. You see, basically, as long as there is one God... There is one before whom we bow. And I would suggest to you that that is essential to our humanity. Human beings have not been made to be the masters of the world. We are not made to be simply the pinnacle of evolution and therefore accountable to nobody but ourselves. We have not been made to inhabit a world in which we imagine above us only sky, as John Lennon puts it. We have been made for God. We have been made for one who is above and beyond us. And we are never more exalted than when we are on our knees before our Creator. We are never more dignified than when our spirits are humbled before that mystery that is God. We are never more human than when our heads are bowed before the transcendence of the living God. Now, to many, that will seem far too submissive, an affront to our humanity. To some, this is what precisely keeps the human race in a state of infancy. Human beings, we are told, have to grow up and to stop kowtowing to a God and a power beyond us. Well, two things have to be said about that. Firstly, when we learn to bow before God, It makes us very wary of bowing before anything or anyone else. And you see, the problem with rejecting God is that it does not free us from captivity as promised. It just means that we are ensnared by a host of other gods. Gods of power over others. Gods of greed and consumption. Gods of wealth and mammon. Throwing God away does not cure us of our subservience and captivity to powers beyond us. We just honor lesser gods. To acknowledge the living God, on the other hand, is the first act of subversion of every other lord or power that would threaten to ensnare us. Secondly, however, we must acknowledge that to bow before God does not necessarily enhance our well-being and our dignity. Too often religion is oppressive, And demeaning our God of course can be a tyrant but think for a moment of our reading from Luke's gospel this morning and the God who is glimpsed there yes this God warns us against having a false sense of our own importance our own superiority our own power At a wedding banquet, he says, do not sit in the place of honor, but rather acknowledge your littleness. Have some humility. Learn your place before God. Because then look what happens. God takes you and raises you and honors you as his guests at his You see, these are the strange dynamics of faith. The God before whom we humble ourselves is the God who exalts us. The God before whom we bow is the God who raises our heads and tells us to look up. The Lord whom we honor is the one in whom our honor is restored. So come to this table this morning with your spirit bowed. Come to this God who remains when all the thousands of other gods have been banished and disowned. Come to this God who in the words of our reading from Jeremiah brings us into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things. Come with empty hands to receive, recognizing your needs and your place before your maker. Come with a humble spirit and here let God raise you to that place of honor where no one or no thing can ever diminish you or dishonor you would belittle you that's the gospel Amen.
1: let us pray Lord there seems to be too much and too many to pray for our world is broken do much to our self-serving and self-seeking ways We pray for every country, each experiencing their own struggles and problems, be they political, social, humanitarian, environmental, or spiritual. We pray especially for the UK as it continues to experience turmoil over Brexit. We pray for the US facing so many problems as well, especially after uh, all those affected by mass shootings. We pray for Hong Kong in the midst of violent pro-democracy protests. Lord, we pray for those in power, that they may be humbled, that they may know that they are not greater than others, but feel a great responsibility for those they serve, that they may seek to fulfill the interests of all rather than benefiting only themselves We pray for good leaders and give thanks for them, that their voices surpass those of self-seeking leaders. We pray for justice and peace in this world and for all those who work hard to bring that about. Lord, we pray for those who stand up for what is good and just in this world, people who serve as voices for the voiceless, We pray for those who give hope to others who have been marginalized for various reasons by standing with them and supporting their human rights. We pray for those who speak for and fight for your world, your animals, your creation. Give them courage to stand strong even in the face of obstacles and condemnation. Lord, your beautiful Amazon forest continues to be on fire. It is burning, and the many creatures and indigenous people that call that place their home are devastated. Mother, help us. Because whether we want to acknowledge it or not, this fire which is scorching the lungs of our earth will affect us all, just as much as destroying the reefs of your oceans and encroaching on animal habitats. As much as we may want to believe that we can separate ourselves from each other, your creatures and the world, that we are able to separate ourselves from your creation, the places and events that affect the other, We are not. We are one human race, one creation. By your hand, forgive us so many of our sins, Lord. And help us to act in good ways as the stewards of this world that you created us to be. Lord, we pray for those affected by natural disasters, like Hurricane Dorian. For all those in harm's way. May they find safety and be able to rebuild in its aftermath. We pray for those who are sick and dying, for those dealing with pain, loss, and physical pain, emotional pain. We pray for those afflicted by disease, famine, torture, and war, for the many who have died from Ebola in the Congo, For those still being tortured by armies and governments, for those who go daily hungry, for those struggling with obesity, for those struggling with mental health problems, for those who are homeless, for the millions of refugees forcibly displaced from their homes, for families separated at borders, for parents suddenly being deported, leaving children homeless and alone, for children detained and holding centers and dying confused and afraid. For all who hurt others because they are overwhelmed by their pain. There is too much wrong in this world, Lord. Please be with all your weeping children. we all need you we all need your strength your help and guidance in all that we do be the rock in which we stand together be with all those in the position to make a difference and help us all to step up whenever we, we whenever and wherever we can help us to be courageous and to make a difference in whatever ways we can, Lord. Help us to be your stewards. Help us to be the children you created us to be. In your name we pray. Amen.